The Jet Sweep Show with your co-host Will It's Harris Time Harris and Josh Smokey Hell NFL Nelson. Strap it, folks. You are cleared for flight in five, four, three, two, one. Coming at you live from the Great White North. That is the Jet Sweep Show. Hosted by myself, it's Harris Time, Will Harris, and my energetic and handsome co-host, Josh Smokey Hell Nelson. How the hell are you, Smokey? Ooh, after another decisive Cowboys victory yesterday, I am on cloud nine, brother. And maybe it's been about nine clouds today because uh, it's it's been a good day off. It's Canadian Thanksgiving, uh, or just as we call it up here, Thanksgiving that's uh, right that's right yeah yeah it's, nope. it's been good man it's been good how about nope. you how about you how you living yeah man it is uh it is good no no preface needed uh for our canadian fans but certainly for american fans there is another thanksgiving and that's the canadian version just more ma- maple syrup and and stronger beer for all intents and purposes uh for those of you tuning into the jet sweep show for the very first time we go rapid fire we're gonna get you flying high with our intelligence for the week ahead in fantasy football get you back for halftime we kick it off with the black box where we summarize the week's events and man some really crazy uh news to talk us through then we're going to go get into a little segment that we call uh fantasy football turkeys because it is thanksgiving up here and also who we're thankful for in fantasy football and then we end every single week with puff puff pass which is Smokey's signature waiver piece that we have now incorporated into the jet sweep show which is an awesome awesome segment so without further ado smoky because we do have a lot to share and we also have some breaking news are we yes. maybe the potentially the first live stream breaking the john gruden news john gruden has resigned as the head coach of the las vegas raiders um, this is from a some emails that were on Earth. I guess it was in about midweek. Um, things had went relatively uh, quiet. There was a New York Times article, kind of a show all. I believe that that dropped over the weekend, and then this resignation by Gruden um, was probably a bit preemptive. I would imagine. Again, I, I'm not close to the situation. I do not know the ins and outs of that um, organization. However, I do know that what was allegedly written and exchanged um, certainly has no place in football uh, nor in life. So uh, goodbye, John Gruden, and uh, probably won't be hearing from you from a very long time. Um, Smoky thoughts on this situation. Any surprises here? I'm not too surprised. Uh, it's it, it kind of picked up steam, like you said, over the weekend here. I read that New York Times article. What what was said was terrible. Yeah, like, absolutely. Let's make no bones about it. And uh, the, it came about because of the investigation into the Washington football team and to uh, Bruce Allen, who was GM at the time and everything. And this is when this is back in like 2011 when Gruden was working for ESPN. And uh, the emails were back and forth between him and Bruce. And the, the things that were said that were, like I said, terrible. I don't want to dwell on it too long. I'm not surprised. I don't think he really, from what I've heard, rumors on the street is the word is he is not really too remorseful about what was said. And uh, when word came down tonight through Schefter, I believe it was, 
that uh, Mark Davis had himself gone down to the stadium to have a meeting. <laughs> the writing was on the wall, and sure enough, a couple minutes later, boom, John Gurdon has resigned. Yeah, I don't think that there was any resigning done there. But again, nah. there's absolutely nah. no place for that in football no. nor in this world that we live in. So good riddance, John Gruden. I hope that we don't get to hear from you for a very, very long time, if not ever. Um, you know, it will be interesting. He has him and his staff has coached up this Raiders team to be playing way above their weight class. Mm-hmm. Um so it'll be interesting to see what transpires with uh, with Chucky out of the equation. Um, hey, and we might as well stick on the doom and gloom uh, while we're at it. Not necessarily that Gruden being let go is, um, is a bad thing. Um, but the Giants uh, oh. suffered an absolutely devastating week. We had um, first it was uh, Daniel Jones going down with a look like a pretty nasty concussion. He did not yeah. know where he was. Um, having sustained a few concussions myself, oof, man, that looks like a, a nasty, a nasty one for a kid that was just hitting the stride. I've been really high on Danny Dimes uh, for a long time, and he was looking really good there. But dude, that looked really rough. Uh, then I believe that that was. Fa- then that was followed up with another freak injury for Saquon Barkley. Oh. Just when he, just when did he you, was looking to, <laughs> do you see the picture of that ankle? Oh, dude, man! Oh he, man, like he's smuggling golf balls and tennis balls around. Yeah, and that, uh, he, so his, I man. liken it to an eggplant, both in size and in color. It is absolutely oh. nasty, guys. And if you're not of the if you are faint of heart i do not suggest taking a look at those photos and it was just you know he rolled his ankle really bad i mean it was you know it was completely flipped and you know he said you know saquon's been a quick healer but uh, dude man at I least it's the low. talent like i get yeah at it's a low, low ankle sprain do i hey also <laughs> maybe he's maybe he's going to phone up um he's going to phone up Cortland sutton uh, because Cortland Sutton sprained his ankle, low ankle sprain, and he was out there balling out for 25 fantasy points. I think it was Not like bad. two days later. So, uh, Cortland, why don't you give Saquon a, uh, a call for uh, for some low ankle sprain advice? And then, if that wasn't enough, we had Kenny Galladay uh, go down with a knee injury. It has been confirmed. MRIs confirmed that it was just simply a hyperextension. Not a big deal. Just a, just a hyperextension, folks. Uh, so some, some pretty, some pretty hard, some pretty hard hitting, uh, stuff, some injuries there for the giants, um, and a team that, uh, you know, your, your Dallas Cowboys had no problem continuing to steamroll once those, uh, injuries, <laughs> we kicked the shit out of them. I mean, even before these guys were going down, we were rolling through that game, oh, but yeah. I mean, the, 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 the giants defense is no joke. I will give them credit. They're not bad. And I mean, it's hard to overcome one or two of those injuries, let alone three of them within the same game, especially when your backup quarterback is not that super. <laughs> yeah, and superstars. Like we're talking, these are whether you like them or not, these three guys are, you know, the tops at their position on the team. We do oh, have a, we do have a bright ray of light in Kadarius Tony, which we'll cover a little bit later in Puff Puff Pass. So that is something 
to uh, look forward to. And, you know, another another bright spot here is the play of the Bills, man. Wow. We Woo! would be... We would be remiss not to talk about their four and one start and their absolute dominance. And I say dominance of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Josh Allen looks like a world beater yet again. And what is what is crazy is that he's doing it without that crazy connection that we saw last year with Stefan Diggs. I'm not worried about Diggs whatsoever. Nope. Once those two get connected and firing on all cylinders, man, this team looks tough to beat. The defense has taken a step forward. I don't know what they were drinking preseason to uh, stumble out of the gates to my Pittsburgh Steelers, but man, whatever it is, they've they've cleared that out of their system and they look absolutely unstoppable. I was heavy on the I was heavy on the Bills coming into this Chiefs game. They look like the team to be, beat in the AFC, potentially in the entire league. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I'll, I'll go as far as saying AFC. I, I think it, it. I think the the conference runs through them at this point, and they're for real, man. They're legit. And in regards to your Diggs comment there, I think it's not a bad thing that they're not hyper focusing on him right now because the target distribution is going around, and you're seeing success, and you're seeing success through the offense still. And when they're not able to shut down an offense just by you know setting double coverage on Diggs and everything like that. I mean, the, the the options are there. It's just like they're doing in Dallas. Like, who are you going to cover? The the options are there for him. And, you know, if they aren't, he can just tuck and run and take it himself. Uh, so, yeah, the, these guys are looking unstoppable. The defense is good, too. That's that's the that's another key right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Josh Allen is playing a game of keep away from Gabriel Davis though, but that's a, that's a matter for, that's a matter for another day. You know, Emmanuel Sanders is balling out Dawson Knox balling out. We'll talk about yes. him and puff puff pass as well. And then it's just a matter of time before uh, Diggs gets going. Um, certainly uh, somebody that's going to have a lot more time on their hands, not playing football being able to dedicate a little bit more time to his TikTok career is none other than Juju oh. Smith-Schuster, <laughs> who went down on an incredibly tough play. You know, yeah. Juju, I've said it before, he's one of the hardest runners in the NFL. And went down on a play where he took, he took heavy, heavy contact, led with his shoulder, did the right thing, took that ball to ground, and it was bad from the get-go. This is a kid that doesn't show a ton of pain. And it's really interesting, Smoke, with this injury. They still haven't disclosed what it is. He did already have surgery. It's something to do with his shoulder, but it hasn't been fully disclosed what it, what it is unless you have something on it. I think I did see something earlier. It was a full shoulder dislocation. Okay, and he had surgery. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's some kind of torn labrum or some shit involved yeah. in there, but uh, yeah, that that's what I was seeing anyways earlier. Yeah, so tough one, tough one. The good thing is Steelers got a lot of depth there. They've already brought in Anthony Miller for some godforsaken reason to um, to maybe fill in that juju role in the slot. They've got a perfectly capable wide receiver for in James Washington. So. Yes. Deontay and Claypool, if they're on your team, watch out. The, the, those guys are going to put up some serious numbers. We've already seen that crazy tart volume. And then, you know what? These rookies are the pits. No, they're not. The yeah. We've got we've got three high, highly, highly touted rookies, and they're 
all, you know, they came with really high draft capital, both in the NFL draft, also, um, of course, in fantasy football drafts, but they are mm -hmm. absolutely smashing their ADPs oh. right now. And that would be Najee Harris of the Pittsburgh Steelers running back. Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, who everybody, oh, that's, <laughs> that's right, awesome. baby. Jamar, but... Jamar, I can't see the ball chase because <laughs> they, they don't have the white lines. <laughs> hey, everybody out there, you guys bought into that bullshit and you faded them and at your own cost. There's a reason why these players were graded so incredibly high. All three of these players, which I haven't mentioned the last one yet, you probably pieced together and figured out who it is. But all of these players had the pedigree. They had the athletic testing. They had the college production. You don't fade that kind of stuff, guys and girls. Nope. We just simply don't. Jamar Chase has set the, the – actually, there's only been one other player to do this. In five games for a 21-year-old, he has over 400 yards and five touchdowns. Who would that other guy be, Will? Who, who would that other, be? The other player is the GOAT himself, Randy Moss. Oh, Randy is Moss. that good? Is that good to be compared for those to Randy of, Moss and no one else? Is that good? For, for those <laughs> of you that are just tuning into the Jet Sweep show for the very first time, and maybe this is the first time watching a football broadcast, yes. <laughs> being compared to Randy Moss and actually putting up the same numbers as Randy Moss, because I think a lot of people get compared to Randy Moss, is a very good thing. And our last rookie that we need to talk about that is absolutely showing everybody why we drafted him in the fourth round and why the Atlanta Falcons drafted him in the first round and the highest tight end ever drafted is none other than Kyle Pitts. Finally, we have the breakout game, but it shouldn't have been a surprise to anybody. We talk about all the time looking at the numbers, but what is happening? It doesn't always tell the story looking at fantasy points. He was top five in targets and he was number two in red zone targets coming into that London game. Calvin Ridley removed from the situation and really what other options are there outside of Patterson and himself? And he balled it. Um, mm -hmm. Smokey, I know that you're one of the biggest pits guys out there. You want to say a couple words? I mean, we could talk hours about the guy, but yeah, you know what I could, but let, let's say that for our next segment here. Let's, uh, Let's wrap this up and get on to uh, what we were what we were thankful for Absolutely. this year. Absolutely. So, keeping on the theme of tight ends, and you know it's Canadian Thanksgiving up here, and I'm very thankful for Travis Kelsey coming into this year. I was hyper focused on locking up one of those elite tight ends, and really, Travis Kelsey is there on a absolute plane by himself. He has been tight end one for the last five years, and he continues to do that into this season. Um, six receptions a game, 78 receiving yards a game, 5.3 in yards after the catch. Like, that's really damn impressive, and that leads the league, and he's averaging over 18 fantasy points a game. So I am really thankful that I locked in that tight end one production in the first rounds of fantasy drafts because he is just an absolute set it and forget it. Smokey, who are you thankful for this Thanksgiving in fantasy football? Well, like I said, it's Kyle Pitts, who is the tight end five currently and rising. Uh, third among tight ends in both targets and receiving yards. He 
finally got his first touchdown, which honestly could be the tipping point between a good rookie tight end start and a fantastic one because he just hasn't gotten the red zone production yet. But he's getting those looks like you said now. Uh, He's looked the part out there. I I was up early yesterday to watch the London game specifically for him, and it was a treat. Uh, he can just pluck a ball out of the air and actually hold on to it, unlike some of his teammates. Uh, with his target share rising, his red zone usage rising, he is beginning to prove what I have been saying all along. So I am thankful for Kyle Anthony Pitts showing the world what he can do on the international stage because I knew he could do it all along. Suck it, haters. Well, well, <laughs> well, well said. Now, so those are who we're thankful for. Now, in true Thanksgiving fashion, Thanksgiving is not complete without a turkey. And we're going to share our fantasy football turkeys up until this point. Smokey, are you ready to share your turkey? And how do you like your turkey? Do you like it, you know, nice and crispy on the outside with lots of dressing, some cranberry sauce? Honestly, I do like a bit of cranberry sauce on there. Um, but the mo the, the way I like my turkey is taking up the least amount of real estate on my Thanksgiving plate because everything else in that dinner is so much better. And if I'm going protein, I'm going hard on that ham, baby. But I digress. When it comes to fantasy football, it is also a rookie that I'm going to be going to. And it is Mr. Zach Wilson, who is currently QB 30 in fantasy points scored through five weeks. And at times... He really looks like it. Uh, I mean, there are moments where I go, wow. But his his line is getting him killed. And the play calling has been subpar, to say the least. Like I said, I got up early for that line in game, man. And there was moments where I was like, shit, that's a good throw. I mean, if if he learns how to properly place that throw just a little bit more, whew, or, you know, he gets the receiver to actually get there for him. But I'm, I'm not out on the kid. But man, like a good Thanksgiving turkey, Z Willie is putting me to sleep. I think they flashed a graphic up on the first quarter there. I might have been pretty baked in in the early morning, but that the Jets had not or not had any passing yards in the first quarter so far this year. And I'm watching the game. I'm like, that can't be right. And then I'm watching the game. I'm like, that can definitely be right. It was it was a snooze fest. He was honestly putting me to sleep. But it, it, the, it, the offense is going to come along. But the play calling needs to improve there. So to this to this point, Turkey's still delicious, but it puts me to sleep. Zach Wilson is going to be delicious for fantasy, but he puts me to sleep. <laughs> yeah. What I about that- you, man? What about you? Yeah. Uh, for for me, this is a guy that I really really like, but. You know, is it the is it the talent? I'm not sure. Is it the play calling that's making Miles Sanders a bit of a turkey so far in fantasy football? When we think about, you know, we were banking on his upside, drafting him in like the late fourth, fifth round. We were thinking, could we get a steal here? We saw how he finished the year with Jalen Hurts under center. Uh, you know, getting some of the, those um, open open runs with uh, Jalen Undersetter, opening up bigger channels for some of those home run hitting um, touchdown runs that we're used to seeing from Miles Sanders. We just haven't seen that. We're also, you know, there's a lot of concern here uh, in terms of uh, just not seeing any looks in the red zone. He's currently 39th in red zone looks um, in touches. And a lot of that's going to be because Jalen's just running it in himself. Right, so he's not oh, seeing the work. He's not. Or maybe seeing someone the work. else there. 
with another person that we'll talk about <laughs> in a in a second. Sanders also hasn't had a hundred yard rushing game, which is a big concern. We also love Sanders when he was coming out of Penn for those home run hitting ability, those seventy yard runs, those sixty yard runs, just be able to hit that hole and be gone. We haven't yeah. seen any of that. We haven't even seen a touchdown yet. But our guy Kenny, who's cutting yeah. in, has two on the year, and people like to say, "Oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it." Um, if I have Miles Sanders on my roster, I am worried about it because, yeah, it's just not happening. And we've talked about it before. Sanders, he was known for his pass catching works. Kenny Gainwell is clearly getting the line share of that work. So, my turkey. And again, I don't think that he's fully cooked yet because I still think that the talent is there, but the situation of the play calling just isn't making a lot of sense. And maybe it is game script, maybe it's not, but I'm certainly worried about Miles Sanders in season yeah. one. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. I I have him in my most important league, but it's only as like an RB4. Yeah. I'm still worried. I'm still trying to get him as a throw-in on any trade talks right now. I would in dynasty. I'd be snapping him up all over, even season long. If you can get him for free, he's not startable. You cannot, no. you cannot start. I would start Kenny Gainwell. And I did in a lot of situations this week with more confidence than I did with Miles Sanders. hundred percent. Love him, man. He Gainwell's coming in and, you know, pulling the actual uh, Kenny powers and go, you're fucking out to Miles Sanders, man. He's <laughs> kicking him out. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely whenever we can talk a little bit eastbound and down it's always a good day smoky <laughs> and hey you know um <laughs> we're at our segment our waiver wire segment after last week i had egg on my face i uh, said peyton or two weeks ago when i said peyton barber was absolute dust he came through with that 130 yard performance or Whatever that was, but that's fantasy football, Smokey. Yep. You know, you do the analysis, you do the research. Sometimes on any given Sunday, some shit can happen that that changes the that changes the game, and you can be wrong. And I think that you got to be honest about that. That's why we always recap these segments to say where was our where were our hits and where was our miss. Happened last week that you know our puffs, which were Kadarius Tony and Dawson Knox. Kind of lit it up. Yeah, kinda. they did all right, didn't they? <laughs> kind of lit it up. Kadarius, who we talked about before, the age of Kadarius is upon us. You can get that T-shirt at Viridian Global. Check out yeah. their fabulous wares that Smokey and myself are wearing right now. But Kadarius, you know, there's a lot of speculation about the Giants taking him in the first round, but he absolutely balled out given the opportunity. He had almost 30 PPR points, 29.60. Uh, was targeted 13 times for 10 receptions, 189 yards. He also had a rush in there as well. This kid looked absolutely electric. He's starting to run um, a bit more of an expanded route tree. That route that he ran against Diggs was Made filthy. him look foolish, man. And, Made him and, look foolish. And, and Trayvon Diggs is a damn good corner, a, man. He's a, but, he's a baller. He's a baller. But, I mean, I haven't seen – like that's oh, like Devonte ankles, man. Oh man, that was like a Devonte Adams type route that we saw there. Just incredibly smooth. That change of direction 
was yeah. absolutely incredible. So, um, like Kadarius Connor McDavid doing tight turns out there. Yeah, that's a hockey <laughs> reference for all y'all. Canadian yeah, Thanksgiving, that... take a precedent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Kadarius was one of our puffs, absolutely balled out. And then the second one, guy that's near and dear to my heart that I've been hard on. Uh, you know, I was big on Dawson Knox when he came into the league, hyper athletic, kind of checked all my boxes, but couldn't hold on to the dang football. But mm. he absolutely lit it up. This is really weird. For two weeks in a row, he's had the exact same amount of PPR points at uh, 20.70 PPR points, which is just Weird. absolutely incredible. He's doing it with hyper efficiency. He did that production yeah. on only four targets for three receptions. But again, he has that yak ability, he has the ability to you know run it up the seam. On those three receptions, he had 117 yards and at touch down um so our puffs last week Damn. absolutely lit it up our pass which i thought oh man this is gonna be another um this is gonna be another raiders running back situation was uh alex collins i said just absolutely fade him um you know i started to i started to pull back the reins a little bit because i thought it was just going to be the usage uh, last week for the Seahawks, I thought it was just getting Carson ready for Thursday night. It turns out that there's a pre-existing neck injury there that needs to be monitored. But Alex Collins was Alex Collins, guys. Like, yeah, seven points, and uh, we saw I, we saw the um, we saw the emergence of a few of those running backs that hang around in, in Seattle that. Had a couple long runs there, but Alex Collins isn't going to be a thing. Chris Carson's going to be back. He's their guy there. So that was our, um, those were our hits from last week. And uh, yeah, our pass on, on Collins. Smokey, who do you got for us this week? We're way over time, but it's Canadian Thanksgiving. You know what? Who cares? I'm, we're getting the I'm, bellies I'm, full today, baby. I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool with it. Let's, let's load it up. <laughs> All right, so for my Puff Puff Pass this week, we're going to start off with a wide receiver that is only 19% rostered on Sleeper. And we were talking about the sun god himself, Amon Ross St. Brown. Now, with Quintez Cephas going out with a collarbone injury and Khalif shrinking out of the game plan, it's going to come down to Tyrell coming back off a concussion and the sun god himself. Now, he's likely out there on waivers, and with a schedule that will necessitate negative game scripts, Goff is going to have to throw his way out of this stuff, and Amon could be a midseason savior for some injury-decimated rosters. Uh, what, what, what do you think about the Sun God there, Will? Yeah, I love it. I've been monitoring his usage. Last game, I mean, again, we, we talk about usage. This is two games in a row with eight targets. We love what we're seeing. Uh, with um, with We passed on... Um, we passed on that Detroit wide receiver last week, right? And Amron, I think, is going to be the guy. I mean, they they've liked him there. Now that uh, now that there's more targets coming his way, I think we're going to see something that's really interesting there because there's no one else to throw to. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that pie is getting uh, voluminous for the people who are left. Not that it's a that tasty of a pie, but. I mean, pie is still pie. Eight targets Eat away. Eat up. <laughs> and uh, speaking of uh, eating up, our next puff here is going to be Ricky Seals-Jones, who is only 
4% rostered on Sleeper. Yeah, uh, the community was very high on the prospect of Logan Thomas having a great fantasy season at the position because of the offensive situation in Washington. Now, Pretty Ricky stepped in this week and only took one offensive snap off. Like, he was out there for 99% of shit. Uh, he gathered up five of eight targets for 41 yards. Not the greatest, but not terrible. Typical tight end performance. Uh, a sturdy, reliable one. Let's not kid ourselves. Ricky is not the athlete that Logan Thomas is in pretty much any metric. Uh, opportunity is king, though, like we were just saying with Amon, Sa- Amon Ross St. Brown. Sun God. RSB. Um, yes, opportunity is king. And we've seen what this position can mean in that offense in Washington. So for as long as Logan is out, I'm looking towards Ricky as a waiver option for those streaming the position. What do you think about that? RSJ, man, I've... I've had my heart broken by him many times since his days in Arizona. He's always been somebody that you're just waiting for him to take that next step to be able to piece things together. We've seen him have good fantasy games. What's interesting is in Washington, I mean, uh, Logan Thomas was an absolute volume monster. Curtis Samuel's groin continues to be an issue. And outside of Terry McLaurin, there's not a lot of passing options. J.D. McKissick is their next best receiver. So I like I like Ricky Seals Jones. I also like to see if Dan Arnold, of all people too, if he's floating around yeah. there on waivers, he's getting some weird Urban Meyer type volume down there in Jacksonville. So they I like gave Ricky's- up a good player to get him. So clearly there is a, a a plan for him, and I I like that call as well. Yeah, abs- absolutely. But I like Ricky. And Amron, I mean, I'm going out there. I preemptively added him last week in a bunch of leagues. So I'm ah, puffing on guy. I'm puffing on those guys as well. Who we who are we passing? Who are we passing on this week? Well, speaking of a, a player who just hasn't been able to take the next step that's necessary in their life, uh, we're gonna be passing on Cole Beasley, who is seventy-five <laughs> percent rostered on sleeper. <laughs> Remember 2020 when Beasles balled out because it was Diggs and no one else? Like we were alluding to earlier when Diggs uh, is getting not that target share he did last year. Everyone was injured, so it was just Diggs and Beasles. That's not the case this year. As we've said <laughs> ad nauseum on this episode tonight, Dawson Knox and Emmanuel Sanders have proven to be fantasy relevant in that offense. And the rebel without a vax has been left by the wayside asking all the wrong questions. He is not worth holding on to that spot as because uh, that spot on your bench, you should be filling that with running back golden tickets because they're clearly the most valuable commodity in fantasy this season. And like, like you said before, I would rather flex Dan Arnold than consider flexing the inconsistent Cole Beasley. All day. Just and damn be damn Beasles, just get vaccinated. I mean, this is your yeah. job. This is your livelihood. But running Stop back old, man. <laughs> speaking of running back old, I'm yeah. <laughs> speaking speaking of running back old, wherever I can, I'm uh, I'm picking up guys like Khalil in Chicago, Damian, our boy Damian Williams, man. Yeah, MV, MVP robbed MVP Super Bowl MVP. Absolutely, and that should have been his. I still say should, that all day, all night. Sh- should have been should have been hit. Another guy too, Kylan Hill. I'm gonna be. I'm, I've added everywhere as a depth piece, just in case. Because man, these this running back 
injuries have uh, been really, really tough this uh this Get them all. Fill your whole damn bench up with them. Take all the shit that you don't need off there, and you can get back. Fill it up with running backs, man, because streets are dangerous right now. That's <laughs> abs- that's absolutely right, and that's what's going to make a difference for uh, fantasy football championship is that depth that you have in the in the uh, on your on your roster. Taking that upside running back sure beats the hell out of having a uh, a, a third tight end that's going to suck. Yeah. Yeah, man. Stream the position if you're going to be doing that on uh, bye weeks and shit. If if you're streaming them because of uh, IR spot, well, you got them on IR anyways, and just stream the damn position, man. Yeah, um, soak up them running backs, baby. That's right. Like get the like gravy on a plate with a crusty bun at the end of your Thanksgiving meal. <laughs> <laughs> well, Smokey man, it was an absolute pleasure. A happy Thanksgiving to yourself, everybody on both sides of the border. We've got action back in the uh, Ravens-Colts game. The Colts are now up 16-3. Colts taking it too, man. Time for Lamar to step up and be Lamar. Yeah, I know he's so, got. A, I know he's got a, a second half comeback in him. Book it. Yeah, man. Calling it. I, th- I think that's going to be an exciting finish this game. So happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for flying with us this evening, and we wish you all the best in your fantasy football endeavors this week. (laughs) And thank you, Kyle Pitts. I won pretty much everywhere thanks to you. (laughs) Bye-bye! Thank you for tuning in to the Jetson Show. You can follow Will at It's Harris Time. Smokey at SmokeyLNFL and the show at JetSuite Show. You can find the podcast on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, and anywhere else you can find podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll see you next week.